0: Keep your children from
1: hey, ding dongs! Welcome back to the Good Play—a podcast normally about NBC's The Good Place. My name is Brianna, and with me on the line, she's the Betty to my Jody. It's my sister, Marissa. Oh my God! <laughs> You know what? We're back, okay? We're back. Okay, okay. That's fine. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We're here. Uh, I, I can't read your writing. I can't, I can't read your writing. I'm sorry. I have terrible penmanship. I'm a mess. I'm a mess. What can I say? Uh, this month, we are celebrating the actress behind Judge Jen. Judge Jen! <laughs> the fantastic, legendary Maya Rudolph. In a theme we like to call May is for Maya. This week, uh, we just started out. I guess we should acknowledge that we didn't record an episode last week. <laughs> we're busy, you guys. I'm busy, we're, we're busy, so busy. And, but we we wanted to stick with it, and we hope you'll come along for the ride as we Woo. try desperately to find things to fill this hiatus, this uh, void in our lives. <laughs> so, so this month we're looking at my Rudolph art. You know the 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 things that she has gifted us. <laughs> you know us.
0: the oil painting she's <laughs> so famous painting. for.
1: Yes, just the the wonderful things she's gifted us with. And this week we started out with um, NBC has a collection of SNL, Maya Rudolph, like best of. Uh, this is totally skits. free
0: for you to watch on NBC.com if you want to follow along for some yeah. reason.
1: And if you don't mind advertisements for a really scary looking movie starring Octavia Spencer. For some reason. For some reason. <laughs> Before we... I don't know that we're going to do a lot of like... You know, there's a bean plot to dissect. Yeah. I think yeah. we're just going to rap about Maya Rudolph for a while, how much we love her. But before we get in on that, uh, just a little bit of housekeeping. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, and at goodplay.cast.rocks. Uh, please rate and review us on your podcast app of choice. And you can also follow and like us on Facebook. Uh, we have a group called The Good Play. Twitter, we are at The good play Pod, And you can send us an email at uh, thegoodplaypod at gmail.com. If you have, like, something that you want us to watch, if you have a theme that you're interested in us doing, we're kind of like... I wouldn't say we're scraping the bottom of the barrel, but we're like... <laughs> a
0: little bit at the end of our rope, maybe. Yeah. I really I really wanted to do Kristen Bell, but the problem is... I mean, besides Veronica Mars, which I'm told is good, uh, Kristen Bell's filmography is pretty uneven. There's not a ton to be had, especially, you know, on the streaming services we have access to. I don't think we want to spend a whole lot of money <laughs> trying yeah. to watch random stuff. So it's a little bit challenging. Yeah. And she's kind of, by the design... The only one of the cast who... Yeah. We've already done Ted Danson Month. She's uh, Aside from him, he's, she's the only one of the cast who really has a long track record.
1: Yeah. And that's by design. So... I can I I can feel that we're getting not maybe not to the bottom of the barrel but maybe the last quarter of the barrel we're like <laughs> kind of sifting through yeah. um so if you have any any um theme months that you'd like us to do I think we were kicking around what supernatural romance right in, in the vein of Cheaty Eleanor yeah or Chelinor if you will Ch- Chelinor please no more marvel movies for now <laughs> yes, no <laughs> We'll figure it out. But for right now, May is for Maya. Let's talk about the goddess Maya Rudolph and how wonderful she is. She really is. You want to give us a
0: little rundown on Maya Rudolph? You've got Yeah,
1: some. she was a cast member on SNL from the year 2000 to 2007. So that's a pretty good run. Mm-hmm. Watching a lot of these skits just reminded me, like, of how silly the early 2000s was. <laughs> <laughs> um... But also, like, how much we, like, how innocent it seemed, which is so funny because... It was still post-9-11, yeah. It was post-9-11, but there was some... I guess, like, in the year 2000, maybe we didn't have all that much stuff to worry about. And then after that, we got to see a little bit of the Obamas. That was nice. Or, you know, her being... The fake Obamas, yeah. Yeah, the, the fake Obamas, and this was a, a funky bunch, <laughs> but I will say that anytime Maya Rudolph got to sing, I was happy. Yes. Her she's mo- great. her mom famously is, is Minnie Ripperton. or was Minnie Ripperton. and died quite young. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, she's got a set of pipes on her that I think she inherited from her mom. She must have. Right.
0: And it's funny because Maya Rudolph is biracial, right? Her mom was black and her dad was white. And, Over the course of these sketches, I saw her playing certainly African-American women. I saw her playing Donatella Versace, who, of course, is Italian. I saw her playing Christina Aguilera, who I believe is Latina. Yes. I saw her playing a cleaning woman for for the NBC sort of building, who I think was supposed to be like Honduran or something. So she just sort of got to be this... Oh, I she, she also played a German woman in one of the sketches. She kind of got to be, by virtue of her biracialness, sort of a chameleon who got to do whatever she wanted, which was kind of neat, actually.
1: Yeah. I think there's another side of that, too, which is the early 2000s was a period where, like, they didn't have a lot of diversity on the cast. Other... That you know,
0: really... Oh, boy. Yeah, that becomes glaringly obvious as you watch some of these sketches like oh I'm sorry who's playing Barack Obama it's Fred Armisen a man who is I believe by my count three quarters white and one quarter Korean yeah (laughs) and is playing Barack Hussein Obama okay yeah
1: Yeah. cool yeah that I mean it's like a pretty good
0: Obama impression but I'm not sure it's okay
1: yeah I mean that's the sort of where you're like I to be probably a producer at that time must have been like, oh, uh, what do we do? Like a, a black guy is probably going to be president. Like we need somebody to play him, and you realize like you don't have anybody to play him. So you're like, you're like, oh, uh, can we just make, get just get like some bronzer on Fred Armisen and <laughs> yeah, exactly. like see what happens? And then you know <laughs> Michelle Obama in real life is much darker, darker than my Rudolph. Is. Yeah, yeah. And uh, not, I think Maya Rudolph does a wonderful job being Michelle Obama, but right. I think it's, she gets, I think there's a nice side of Maya Rudolph being so versatile in the way she looks like, you know, she gets to be a lot of different kinds of characters. Like she got to play Charlotte on sex in the city, which is like one of the whitest characters ever on, <laughs> yeah. like in human yeah, history wasp to the wasp power. Yeah. She's very, very waspy. And she also got to play or a, a member of like a Destiny's Child type group. But I think it does also speak to the fact that like maybe she had to fill in yes. some of those gaps where right, they didn't I mean you really see happen.
0: her playing Oprah and Beyonce and Whitney Houston and Michelle Obama and 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 Sally Hemmings in one of the most uncomfortable sketches. Oh, I, I've ever watched. I straight up skipped that one. You were a smart woman. And Maya Angelou. Maya, she was a great Maya. Angelou. Oh my god, amazing! That's one of my. <laughs> that was favorites. one of the favorites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, but it does sort of make you feel like, okay, so. Basically, anytime they needed a black woman in a sketch, they were like, Maya Rudolph, can you do an Oprah or Omarosa was another one? It's like, yeah. can you do like an Omarosa impression? She's probably like, I guess I have to. Right. Like, Right. It's not right. like I can give this to anybody else. Like, oftentimes the, the impressions you see on SNL are like, obviously, this person has really worked on it. Like, Jay Farrow's Jay-Z is, is amazing. Is amazing. Amazing. So or like you'll, <laughs> just some of the other random ones you'll see, you're like, oh, this person obviously has like been perfecting this impression for a really long time. With Maya Rudolph, it's like, like, I think she had three days to nail, you know, Oprah or Whitney Houston or whatever, or Halle Berry, that was another one. Yeah. Like, she had to do it because there's no one else. She's the only black woman in the room.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that had to be that probably had to be very difficult when, and I think she pulls it off quite well. You know, I don't, I didn't see any impression that I was like, well, that totally missed the mark, but I think you're right. It it probably meant that she had to fill some roles that were culturally relevant. I mean, and I think that's been a criticism of SNL more recently is just like, you know, you have a, rapidly diversifying country and a rapidly diversifying like pop culture landscape and political landscape, but you don't have, you know, the people like you're going to have a satirical show that looks at p- politics and pop culture. And yet most of your cast is like white dudes at this point. And so, yeah, I think that, also
0: there were some, I mean, there were some real, and, and I, we've talked about this before, like the past is another country. Yeah. But like, there were some things where I was like, oh my god, no one, we would never say this today. And this is all within the last 20 years. Yeah, Like the, the Sex in the City, you watch oh, the Sex and yep. the City bit?
1: Yep, yep, yeah.
0: yep. So there is, I'm not going to say the exact words that say, they say because it's actually quite offensive, but they um, make a thing about how Samantha is a trans woman. They use uh, basically an epithet for trans women,
1: and it's...
0: Late and that's laps. the whole
1: sketch. And that's, yeah, it's pretty much the whole sketch. <laughs> I thought Christina Aguilar did a great Samantha, actually. She did.
0: It was it was amazing. I was like, that that impression is, like, off the hook. But, like, yeah. that's an unbelievably yeah. offensive joke now. Like, nobody would do that now. But, like, less than 20 years ago, it was totally fine. Or it was fine enough that it made it onto SNL.
1: Yeah. Which yeah. is so funny. Yeah. Is there anything aside from the sort of, like, general tenor of the times that we want to talk about? <laughs> oh, you mean,
0: like, before we get into, like, specific sketches?
1: Yeah. Um. I mean, it was sort
0: of a, It was nice seeing some of these featured players who went on to do some cool things, right? Like, a lot yeah. of Amy Poehler, a lot of Tina Fey, yeah. uh, a lot of Bill Hader, who is one of my favorites. Bill Hader is so great. Yeah, he's And wonderful. in fact one of the sketches where they are doing like a democratic sort of um, a telethon kind of thing. He shows up for five seconds to play uh, Bill Ayers and all he does is creepily stare at the camera and he's the best part of the sketch.
1: <laughs> he's
0: great. He's great. Yeah, so Bill Hader's a treasure. You know, Kristen Wig and Keenan Thompson, who is still on the show. And... Yeah, he's getting his own sitcom, apparently. Is he really? Yeah. I thought he was producing a new all that.
1: Maybe he's doing both. It's everything's coming up Keenan. <laughs> I mean, if you do this for your entire life then something eventually someone is like, I guess we
0: could let him do some other things, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was it was nice to see all this like all, all the cast members. I'm not going to say I grew up with them. I didn't quite, right? It's a little too late for me to have grown up with them, but they were like on during my college years and so I have a certain amount of fondness for them back when I used to you know stay up until uh 2- 2- 2 12:30 in the morning yeah, which really. i definitely do not do anymore
1: <laughs> it was definitely interesting to see this was around the time like the early 2000s was around the time where i started having like any modicum of like social pop culture and social awareness cuz i was in high school and so it was funny to see like some of the references just feel so old like in the train wrecks I don't know if you watched the. I did not the, watch that the Trainwreck awards, but it was like Anna Nicole Smith and like Tara oh, Reid, and I was like, oh, this is so, <laughs> this is just like of a moment, you know. But like I remember them being real train wrecks, you know. Like so that it's almost like, as you said, like the past is another land. It's like a time capsule. Watching some of this stuff. Yeah, some of it really, uh, the the whole Destiny's Child takeoff.
0: Yeah, the Gemini's, Twin. Gemini's twins. That felt I mean you don't want to talk about a time capsule.
1: Yeah, the <laughs> like felt... the camo like print uh two tops. tops that they're wearing yeah. and the It was like the way they year 2000 their
0: hair. crawled out of a bunker and was like I'm still here <laughs> and you're like whoa. Actually, a lot has happened. <laughs> I'm going to need you to just hold on for a second while I tell you about 9/11 and <laughs> Donald Trump in 2000. like, I'm out of here, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's too real for me up here in t- 2019. And then you Ugh. think about, like, the skits from today and what we're going to think of them, like, 20 years from now, right? Or what your kids are going to think of them 20 years from now.
0: I, Yeah, I mean, well, what my kids, I mean, they're going to feel the same way about it that I feel about, you know, SNL in, like, the 70s, the right? 70s, Which is that yeah. I don't think it's funny (laughs) because i have no i have no like emotional connection to it so i just feel like it's kind of nonsense yeah but but you know i hope future historians look at today's snl and um maybe they'll be able to piece together the Mueller investigation from Uh, the wreckage of snl's ashes or something
1: (sighs) oh you want to talk about some specific sketches too real Should we start with Bronx beat or end with Bronx beat? Because that's my fave. That's probably
0: my second favorite next to the Maya Angelou one. Oh, yeah. Uh,
1: Let's talk about Maya Angelou first.
0: Yeah, Maya Angelou. (laughs) So Maya Rudolph does an amazing Maya Angelou impression. (laughs) I am the river. (laughs) I am am putting a pie on Morgan Freeman's chair. (laughs) I love. So she pranks. This is a Maya Angelou prank show. You know, it's supposed to be like. I, there are prank like Betty White has a prank show, right? Or whatever, pranking old people. I, <laughs> it's supposed to be in the mold of some, like, network, cheap network prank shows. But yeah. it, uh, everyone, every prank ends with the person who's being pranked. Who, they're, it's Morgan Freeman and then Cornell West, which is really funny. It's Kenan Thompson. Yeah. And then Bill Hader as Stephen King, which I assume yeah. was just like, hey, who can do, like, an impression of an author? And Bill Hader's like, I kind of look like Stephen King. Great, that'll work. <laughs> yeah. uh, they're always just like... Maya Angelou, I'm so honored <laughs> an, by your presence. It's you an so honor. Much. <laughs> yes. I just, I love Keenan Thompson saying, Sister Maya. <laughs>
1: yes. Is this, this <laughs> an act of malice? No, Brother West. It was an act of whimsy. And then they like <laughs> clasp hands. It's so funny. And then it's the It's end. called I Know Why the Caged Bird Laughs. And then it's Ed. The it's just. At the end, she's like, hello, my name is Jonathan Franzen. (laughs) I would like to order fifty pizzas. It's for a prank.
0: So this is not the first time that SNL has done a Maya Angelou based sketch. Do you know that? That's right. The Froot Loops. Yes. David Allen Greer <laughs> came on. So this was him in Maya Angelou drag. Because they didn't Do- have a black woman. So they would get black dudes to be I in drag. Yes. And yeah. And he would read uh, um, serial ad copy. <laughs> Maya Angelou for Froot Loops. Right. <laughs> You know, like, the fruity, fruity loops that explode with flavor in my mouth, in the river, river of earth. milk
1: right, that runs exactly. through right, right. our lives. Yeah. For
0: some reason, whenever SNL goes to the Maya Angelou well, they really nail it. <laughs> Just like, how is that possible?
1: <laughs> it's it's wonderful. That it's so much fun and. Uh, yeah, I mean, that one really, really made me laugh. And is still, I think, enjoyable outside of a moment in time in a way that yes, some exactly. other ones are not. Like All I of ha- the people who are in it
0: are sort of people for all time, right? Like, right. it's not like, Morgan Freeman's not a flash in the pan.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> and Jay Farrow does a wonderful Morgan Freeman impression, too. He's very good at impressions.
0: Yeah, he's, I've heard that that was sort of his, like, whole thing you know, even before he was on SNL, that he would, like, do impressions on the radio and stuff.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah, because some of these, like, you know, the weekend update ones, the little, like, weekend update snippets, like, they were kind of funny, but they're very, like, very clearly addressing something that had happened, like, that week. And so right. it's hard to kind of go it, back. It's,
0: they're unintelligible, quite frankly, <laughs> often. Yeah. You're like, due to the thing that happened this week, we're... And it's like, what, what, who, what?
1: Okay. Can we talk about Jay-Z and Beyonce and Blue Ivy Carter? Please, go ahead. Um, I loved Keenan. Oh, by the way, another
0: yes. sketch in which they take a black man and they have Fred Armisen play him. Oh, yeah,
1: Prince. I actually <laughs> think he does a great Prince, though.
0: He does, But it's like, what are you
1: doing? You know? <laughs> like the tiny mustache i mean i agree with you but i think this prince <laughs> of is pretty good my favorite part of this whole sketch first of all i mean maya looks amazing in the dress the she has she's like oh i'm not dressed for company i'm only wearing this and she pulls off her robe and she's got like a spangly dress underneath um, but Justin Timberlake, who is one of my all-time oh my favorite god, bony bear, says so good, singing himself to sleep, and they're like the White Butler seems to really be enjoying this. <laughs> and yeah, he's singing a lullaby to
0: Blue Ivy that he wrote for Blue Ivy, being basically being like Blue Ivy,
1: right? And he <laughs> and
0: and and Beyonce is like, what is he? What is he saying? I don't he's like, understand a he's word. Like,
1: I just, I just was walking around barefoot in the in the wilderness of Wisconsin, and I fashioned this guitar out of a canoe, and I came here to sing you this song. <laughs> um, so that's. I mean, and we've also said that the Jay Z impression is great. It's uncanny, quite frankly. Yeah, it's pretty. There's a. I wish they had had. There's another. After the episode. Uh, at the Met Gala a few years ago, where Solange like attacked Jay Z in an elevator. Do you remember this? I absolutely all? remember it, and I don't remember what the explanation ultimately was. I don't know that there was. I don't remember it either. But the the explanation that they gave. So they did an SNL skit with Solange, Sashir Zamata playing Solange and Jay Farrow was Jay-Z and then Maya Rudolph was a guest star because at that point she'd been off the show for years but they brought her back as Beyonce and that is like one of my favorites because she's like, hey, it's me, Bay, and she just like says her own name for like five minutes but the the explanation that they gave in that one was that, Sol- <laughs> that uh, Jay-Z had a spider on his jacket and <laughs> And uh, Solange was trying to help him get the spider off and just like help him like try to kill the spider. And so they played like fake audio from it, and that was really funny. I wish they had had that one on there, but this is just me describing other SNL (laughs) skits. I don't know how interesting this will be to people, but mom jeans. Right. She doesn't really,
0: none of them has a speaking role. Yeah. It's It's an ad for mom jeans. It's one of the older sketches in the bunch, and it's just sort of a famous fake ad where. A bunch of uh, late, young to early middle-aged women are running around with incredibly unflattering jeans on because they're moms' mom right. jeans. I'm
1: trying to think, Shia and Maya made me pretty uncomfortable. I skipped that one because I, I was like, I,
0: I can't watch this. I didn't
1: finish it. I mean, I think of all of them, Maya Angelou the The Obama variety show was funny too.
0: Yes, that one. So that's the one that I kind of was like, oh, I'm excited to see this again because I remember the singing of Solid as Barack, and they kind of get some funny sort of uh, Congress action with you know Nancy Pelosi, Kristen Wiig as Nancy Pelosi. I, you know, I liked
1: Keenan Thompson.
0: White Devils be great. <laughs>
1: yes.
0: that's the best part. So right. so it's 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 Reverend Jeremiah Wright and Bill Ayers
1: on the piano. Which, if any <laughs> of you were not like politically conscious during the '08 election, none of this makes any sense to you. Was it? Is this the '08 election? Yeah, or the twelve or the '12 election? Oh like because she stopped being on the show in '07.
0: Well. That doesn't necessarily, I mean, I it guess. Said, it said the 08. It said Obama 08. It did? Okay. Then, yeah. Wow. Okay. Whew. So yeah. that's for longer ago than I thought it was. But yeah, if you were not paying attention to politics in 2008, I cannot imagine what you think these people were doing or who they were. <laughs> but Jeremiah Wright was like, a, I, I know this is going to be pulled from the depths of my terrible memory, but he was like a, you know, a, a black preacher who said some controversial things about white people—is that a good yeah. enough? Yeah. Ugh. And then Bill Ayers is like, um, he's white, but he's a he's a professor at some you know major university. I'm just <laughs> just totally glossing over. I don't know the details about any these people, but he but he has said some also some controversial. It doesn't matter. The the funny part yeah. is Bill Hader playing. Bill Ayers and <laughs> Keenan Thompson playing Jeremiah Wright, and Bill Ayers just plonking away on like a little electronic keyboard, and Keen Keenan Thompson going "White Devils Be Crazy," like the Narsals Barkley song, <laughs> and then Bill Hader just looking to camera like the creepiest person you've ever seen. That I mean, that 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 five seconds was my favorite five seconds of this whole thing, which isn't really fair to Maya Rudolph, but I'm sorry. I know it was. I know.
1: Yeah, let's see. Oprah's Favorite Things was kind of, eh. Uh, I mean, it was like a
0: a riff on that, like, sort of old chestnut, like, oh, white ladies are so crazy about Oprah. Yeah. Like, and so it's a bunch of ladies being crazy about Oprah, like, you know, ripping each other's limbs off and, you know, if their heads exploding, like, ha 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 ha.
1: Since it's Mother's Day, do we want to talk about the Mother's Day monologue? Did you watch the, it? I did, with the, the song that yeah. Tina
0: Fey and, and Maya Rudolph did?
1: Yeah. I did watch
0: it. I thought it was meh. Yeah. I mean, monologues often are. I know that Maya Rudolph has kind of complicated feelings about Mother's Day. So I, um, for some reason, I thought it was a good idea to spend my time reading the extremely long oral history of Saturday Night Live. It's like, I, it's, it's been republished and it's probably 600 pages now. But when I read it at the time, it was like 400 pages. <laughs> And uh, you know Maya Rudolph lost her mother very young, and actually, so did Anna Gasteyer, if I remember correctly. And mm-hmm. so they would always sort of have this like little solidarity thing because you know Saturday Night Live will often do like a Mother's Day kind of episode, and I think it was complicated for the for the cast members who had lost their moms. Yeah, but but this one was about you know, and in this one, Tina Fey and Maya Rudolph are both pregnant, and so they do a little song about how they can't wait to meet their baby, and then basically giving the baby all kinds of instructions
1: don't move in with charlie sheen or whoever the charlie sheen of that era is right and it's like probably still going to be charlie sheen because that jackass is never going to die <laughs> something like that
0: it was um it was kind of lame yeah it was uh, it just didn't, didn't really do it for me and i really like tina fey so that's kind of a shame yeah she was she was hosting that week um but i think you want to talk about bronx beat this is gonna be a short episode.
1: Yeah, which is I, fine. I only ever want to talk about Bronx Beat yes. all the time.
0: Please give us an introduction.
1: So Bronx Beat, if I remember correctly, came about was in, or was inspired by someone on their hair and makeup team who is from the Bronx and talks like that. And they were just like, we have to make a sketch out of this somehow. And so they created these characters and... It's just... So it's supposed to be, like, a public access show, right? Yeah, of, like, two moms from the Bronx just, like, bitching about their day and then also bringing on, like, usually local guests. Mm-hmm. And the ones that they had in this set were... Uh, there was, like, the episode where Katy Perry was the musical guest. She did, like, a, a little uh, cameo as, like, a... Girl who, you know, had developed <laughs> oh, oh, over the summer. I as have. They say. Uh, by the way, I have, I have an explainer for that episode. Oh, really?
0: hmm. Which is what? Oh, do you want me to tell it now? Yeah, sure. So, Katy Perry, you know, Sesame Street gets a lot of celebrities to be on Sesame Street, you know, Mm -hmm. as a way to kind of entice parents to watch with their children instead of just plonking their children down in front of Sesame Street, which, nice try, children's television workshop. That's why I have a television, so that I don't have to parent my children.
1: (laughs) Happy Mother's Day.
0: Happy freaking Mother's Day. (laughs) But they had an episode where Katy Perry came on and... She was. They did like she did like a song or something. But in any case, a bunch of and I don't know how sincere these protests were, or if it's one of those sort of like, you know, fake grassroots groups that's actually comprised of like, you know, a secret cabal of Catholic priests or something. Like I don't know, but there were protests about Katy Perry on Sesame Street because it they said that her her outfit was too like revealing, oh. like her skirt was too short or her top was too low or something like that, which I. I I've seen the episode in question. She looked fine and normal. It was not like this episode of Bronx Beat. Right. She looked totally normally dressed like you would expect anybody on the street to be dressed, but people complained, which is why in this episode she's wearing an Elmo t-shirt oh. because it's an allusion to the fact that She got a bunch of flack for being on Sesame Street, allegedly. I mean, they basically wanted her to wear like a turtleneck and slacks, I guess. I mean, which is absurd, but.
1: That is totally absurd. I did like that in this episode, we got to hear Betty and Jody, who are the characters played by Maya Rudolph and um, Amy Amy Poehler, Poehler, say the word (laughs) bra Yes. (laughs) Go to Kohl's. Go down to Kohl's. Get yourself a good bra Which is, I dated a guy for a while who grew up in Brooklyn, and he says, for boxers, he called them draws. (laughs) It's like, they just don't know what to do with their R's in New York. Uh, But that was really funny. I also like, I turn on CSI and there's a dead guy with a worm in his eye, but we can't look at the top of boobs. So dumb America.
0: (laughs) And then she says, I've thought about moving to France
1: if I didn't hate, if I didn't know, (laughs) but I don't know the language and I hate the people. Yeah. Um, there's also a Jake Gyllenhaal episode, which he's so adorable. Basically, anytime they have, like, a guy on who is relatively young, they hit on him. Objectify him, yeah. Yes, they hit on I him. Wouldn't
0: even, I wouldn't even say that they're really hitting on him. They were just kind of, like... Look how cute he is! It wasn't as if they wanted to take him home, right? It was just sort of that, like that has happened on another
1: episode, though. Where oh, are you a you're a Bronx beat completist? <laughs> I am a Bronx beat completist because I love these. We're gonna get to Tina Fey in a sec because that is my absolute favorite one, and I hope it is yours as well. But there's an <laughs> there's another episode of Bronx Bronx beat where Justin Timberlake again perennial SNL guest host really yeah that's true their regular guest cancels on them so he's like a guy who works he's like a key grip or something from them like he works in the production for them and they just bring him out and they start they start hitting you're like objectifying him the way that they objectify like all the other women who co- or all the other guys who come on the show and actually i think it's him and adam adam sandler or not adam sandler oh my gosh what's his name I don't know who you're Andy Sandberg, sorry. Andy Sandberg. It's him and Andy Sandberg. And they both come out and they're like, you know, Betty and Jody are, you know, doing this thing of like, ooh, look at you. Look at him. Da-da-da-da-da. Like, doing their whole back and forth. Which, one of the reasons I like Bronx Beat is that you can clearly see, like, the chemistry between the two women is, like, very solid. Mm-hmm. And so they play off of each other really well. And it's a nice, like, improv feel. But then the guys start Like dishing it back to them and being like, "We love working with you too. Like, we we think you're so hot, and like we want to, you know, we want to get with you." And then the women are like totally called on their own bluff, and it's really really funny.
0: (laughs) Oh, I gotta see that now. And
1: it's just like, "Here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna go back to your girlfriends, and we're gonna go to Panera Bread and talk about you." (laughs) It's amazing. And then the final Bronx beat in this crew that we watched for this episode was the one where Tina Fey joins as Amy Poehler's cousin from Philadelphia. <laughs> this is Tina Fey does a flawless Philadelphia accent. I mean, I really Maybe can't. she is from Philly, yes. Yeah. But like we're from Philly, I we're from the suburbs sure. of Philly. But, like, I can recognize the accent. I don't know if I could do... No,
0: you couldn't do what Tina Fey did. No, no, no,
1: no. no. She reprised this in um, the Super Bowl, the pre-Super Bowl episode a few years ago when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. I don't know if you remember that. It was, like, Constitutional Convention, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was great. Better watch out, because we're going to win, and then one of these guys is going to punch a police horse. And I was like, (laughs) it's Philadelphia! Um... (laughs) But it's just, like, it's not only the accent, but it's also, like, the things that she says about Philly is, like, you know, just so spot on. They're like, they're like, what news do you bring us from Philly? And she's like, well, uh, one serial killer killed another serial killer near the Liberty Bell, so that's two <laughs> less serial killers. <laughs> 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 and it was a lot of fun. I, I really loved that uh, little little sketch it was i and and to see the three of those ladies
0: together is always yeah i mean this was an era where you know the women were the best part of snl yeah like far and away like Amy polar tina fey maya rudolph like you don't really get much more Kristen Kristen Wig. wig you don't get much more talented than that right like the 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 gender sort of the the distribution of talent by gender has really sort of Waved over the years and of course there was that era in around 1980 where the only reason that SNL survived was because of Eddie Murphy so like yeah all the you know he was the he was the one big draw but man in that era it was it was these women who were just so amazing and the men who were just kind of like doofy and fine right like Seth Meyers Jimmy Fallon they were doofy they were fine they weren't you know they couldn't have carried the show by themselves no I don't think so they 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 worked fine. Although Bill Hader is amazing A gem. and yes. What would would, would would have been one of my favorites no matter what era he was in. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean this is when was Will Ferrell on the show? This it was, was before, before this. this. So
0: that was the 90s, yeah. Yeah.
1: So I mean I think that's the the thing you had such a strong personality. And and there was a wave of women, I think, that you and I grew up with before this group of women. What, like Sherry
0: O'Terry? Sherry O'Terry,
1: Anna Gasteyer, and Molly Shannon. Mm. That we grew up with, like the the cheerleaders. That's that's Sherry O'Terry. Yeah. Rachel Dratch as well. Rachel Dratch is more, you know, in this era that we're talking about. But now. she has a She's got that great sketch with um, Will Ferrell where they the they're the lovers in the hot tub. Yeah. Oh, did you, know? you
0: watch the um, in this batch? Did you watch the um, TT and Mario? No, I didn't. It's actually pretty funny. So it's Jason Bateman being a complete creep, which is actually something he's really good at. Yeah. <laughs> and Amy Poehler as his, you know they're they're advertising a, a CD collection and it's um, Keenan Thompson and Maya Rudolph being like a seventies sort of funk duo, but their songs are extremely explicit. Yeah. And this was the moment when my six-year-old just happened to kind of wander down and sit next to me. Whoops. <laughs> I was watching and I was like, oh boy. And he's like, ooh, fire booty. And I was like, ooh, I hope that one doesn't.
1: <laughs> You're going to hear that, that at hear. on Mount Monday. <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't think I want a call from the vice principal about how my six-year-old was talking about fire booty, but... I got to watch these. So no. <laughs> I guess he's hearing about Fire <laughs> Booty. Whoops. I mean, I, I wonder like if Maya Rudolph, I mean, that, that was another one in which Maya Rudolph was singing. And there
1: was one where she does the national anthem. Did you watch that one? No, but I saw a lot of other ones where she was singing too. Like all the, you know, the Gemini's twins one, mm-hmm. Shia and Maya. shes I think she sang a little bit. The Mother's Day monologue, uh, a whole bunch of them. Yeah. Jay-Z and, you know, whenever she's Beyonce. Oh, yeah. It was when she's Beyonce and she's talking about giving birth and she's like. Yes. And then I was like, ah. And then. <laughs> don't know. try to
0: even do a, a My
1: Rudolph no, impression brush. Mean, she's trying to
0: do Beyonce. Come on. But I'm just, I'm wondering if, you know, did she go in? Because, you know, the, one of the things about SNL is that the performers don't really get to just be performers. They have to do some writing or they have to partner up with a writer, you know, to really get themselves on screen. That's just how it works. And so it makes me wonder if Maya Rudolph was really in the room, being like, "I really want to sing," or if they were just like, ah, "You know, we know Maya Rudolph can sing. Let's just write some places for her to go with her voice."
1: Yeah, I, I wonder that too. I wonder that too. I wish I, you know, did you read anything in the oral history of SNL that talked about her specifically? Yes,
0: but I read it, you know, fifteen years
1: ago. No, so, oh, I thought you meant recently. Okay, <laughs> no. Yeah, I wonder about that too because. She very clearly, one of the things that I love about Maya Rudolph, and it comes off in her Judge Jen performance, and I think it really really comes off in everything that I've seen her in. She's not afraid to be silly. She's not afraid to look, you know. She'll make funny faces, like in the Californians, you know, which I can't believe there were (laughs) no Californian
0: sketches in this.
1: I agree. I agree. It's
0: it's inexcusable. It's inexcusable. Incredible. But like, she, yeah, I mean, but she'll, they'll, they'll zoom in on her and she'll have the most ridiculous, <laughs> hideous looking expression on her face. And like, she doesn't care. She's doing it for the comedy. She's exactly. cool with
1: it. That's what I mean. Like, she's not, she's not, she doesn't have any vanity about her. And I think that's probably true for most people on SNL. But I think specifically for the women, I think there's probably like some more pressure if you want, if you are thinking about your career, like after SNL, mm. you know, what exactly do you want to be doing? And she's had quite their career post-SNL. And oh, it, we could watch Away We Go for this month. I was month. thinking about that. Away We Go. There's a new movie on Netflix called Wine Country. And it's basically like all these women from SNL as a friend group going on if a If I can watch tour. it for free, then I will yeah. totally watch it. I was also thinking Big Mouth. She plays the puberty monstrous, which is hysterical. She does a wonderful job. Yeah, so there's a lot to choose from, but I think in everything I've seen her in, she's not afraid. She yeah, she just like doesn't have any vanity about. And it's funny she I mean, because she's
0: obviously a very beautiful woman, right? So she could, if she chose to, she could kind of play that up a little bit more. But she just is like, you know, she'll do anything for comedy, yeah. which is the best thing about you know, any SNL cast member who will do that, that's going to be their strongest asset, really.
1: That's the—that's what I've heard about Will Ferrell as well, was that, like, he could have been really, like, he was in good shape when he started the show. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, you know, a good-looking guy and, like, just took care of himself. But then it was funnier if he was, like, pudgier because, you know, like, you know, think about the sketch where he's playing the cowbell and, like, his shirt's riding up, right? And he's got the, like, <laughs> yes. paunch. It was funnier if he did that, so he just decided to do that. <laughs> oh, that, that's, a, that's quite a commitment to your art. Yeah, just, like, I'm gonna look ridiculous because it's funnier if I look ridiculous than if I, um, like, remain, you know, a good-looking person. <laughs> like, a conventionally attractive person. Yeah, I just... Bronx Beat's hilarious, and, you know, I I... I don't know if, do you think that SNL was like the best venue for Maya Rudolph's talents? I, uh, given uh, everything we've seen her in? Well, that's a, bro- a very broad question, but I don't know. Some of these, I just sort of felt like some of them, they were really funny and others of them, I'm just like, okay, like, or ugh, I, I don't know. I don't know that SNL is usually
0: the best venue for anyone's talents unless their primary talent is impression.
1: Mm. Mhm.
0: But I also think that it is the place where she kind of proved how funny she can be, which yeah. is not something that she has always done in her subsequent roles, like which is not to say that those roles have been, you know, any less valuable. Yeah. But, you know, in, she's not the comedic character in bridesmaids. She's great in bridesmaids, but she's more the straight man. Yeah, that's true. Um, at, certainly, you know, she just did a she just did an Amazon series with Fred Armisen that's apparently quite sober. Mm-hmm. It's about it's about death. It's actually kind of similar to The Good Place in some ways. I've heard.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, but it's a lot bleaker. Away we go. She is not funny in that at all. <laughs> right like I mean she's she's funny in the way like a normal person would be funny she's not going out of her way to like you know be a comedian but she's the
0: straight man in her marriage right yes like
1: so not she's not a
0: straight man in the marriage (laughs) no in the comedy sense yeah I think people got it but like so I think SNL may have been valuable just to sort of prove that she has these enormous comedy chops. And like, she's also, as it turns out, like a great actress. And that's more of what she does nowadays. Yeah. But it's probably, it was probably useful to establish her as this like, you know, incredible comedic talent, you know, before she went off and did stuff like Away We Go.
1: Yeah. I really
0: love Away We Go. I know you do. It's it's a beautiful movie. Yeah. So um, we might do it. Yeah we might do it. It's a really yeah, it's a good one. It's not it's not the most widely known movie certainly, but neither no. was uh that Albert Brooks movie we did.
1: Oh. That movie, Defending
0: Your Defending Life. Defending Your Life. Okay. So we'll do more Maya content soon. I think that's the that's the most concrete promise we're going to make. <laughs> yeah, we will stick with us. <laughs> We're we're making it through the 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 long
1: the lean, hard... The lean the lean times. Yes. Oh, just nope. stay with us. It's gonna be okay. I think. I think. Oh man. And then the good place comes back in the fall, probably. So we've got an entire summer to figure out what to yep. do. Yup. 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 Uh, yep, yep, yep. Good lord. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll say it again. If you if if anybody listening has. Something you want us to do, just tell us. I think we're open. As long as it doesn't cost us a ton of money, I think we'd be open yeah. to it. Until next time, I am a police woman <laughs> It is an honor to be pranked by you, ding dongs. Knock knock knocking on door. Knock, knock, knocking on do not knock knock it on him.